continue to worship him. Come on now. The Holy Ghost is here tonight. And I thank you, dear Jesus Christ, for being, being in our midst, O oh Lord. Granting us your grace and your glory. A beautiful touch of your hand, O oh Holy Father. Give us your grace, O oh Lord. Give us your strength, O oh Lord. Join our minds, O oh God. You are holy and mighty, my Lord. Come on and continue to worship. Come on and worship him. Come on, how great is our God. Words fail. Don't let your praise fall short. Come on and present yourself before him. A fresh touch. Psalm 108, I want to begin with verse 1, Psalm 108. O God, my heart is fixed. 
I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake psaltery and harp, I myself will awake early. You don't want to wake up at the end of a service. You want to wake up in the beginning of it. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. And I can't seem to stop, so I'm going to keep reading. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth, that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and answer me. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. In your Bible, you probably only need to flip one page. Psalm 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that desireth greatly in his commandments. Or that, I'm sorry, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. He's not going to be silly not going to be immature. He's not going to be impetuous. He's going to guide his affairs with discretion. He's going to show good sound judgment. Verse 6, Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. We channel that through the church. Thank you. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. And everybody said, Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm in also in the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 and verse 1. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration. Everybody said declaration. declaration. Of those things which are most surely believed among us. Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect or complete understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, or friend of God, 
that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Everybody said praise the Lord. Acts chapter 1, verse 15. Acts chapter 1, verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. I would like for you to note that those number of names together. I'm in, verse, I'm in chapter 2 now of the book of Acts, and I'm reading verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, and he began to preach. I'd like tonight to minister for a little while on fixed and declared. You may be seated. In the initial coming to Jesus Christ by the Scriptures, there is no other way to come to Him. You must believe on Him as the Scripture hath said. John 7, 36-39. We must believe on Him as the Scripture declares unto us. There are instructions there that we must follow. And in initially coming to Him as the Scriptures teach us how to believe, the Scriptures tell us to repent, and so we do. I trust we do. The Scriptures tell us that we are to be baptized, every one of us, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission or the full pardon of all of our sins, and that we then, the Scripture teaches us, shall receive the gift, the free gift, of the Holy Ghost. This is God's plan of salvation. This is what the Scriptures declare and shout out unto not only us, but to the ends of the earth, through the church, through us. We want to tell every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, people of every age, and every dialect, every nationality, every country, and every continent. We have no prejudice in our hearts. We want everybody to be saved. We join ranks with the Apostle Paul who said that he could, he had a continual heaviness in his heart. He had a continual burden. And he named a certain group of people that he was of because he knew that they were failing to have their hearts fixed and declared what the truth was. They were falling short of that. Their hearts were initially not fixed, that means their broken hearts were not fixed and made unbroken. And that's how that born-again experience, that plan of salvation, operates and takes your broken heart and mends it, makes it all anew. You get a new heart. How wonderful that is. Man has taken a long time through research and study and years of experimenting to come to the knowledge of how to operate on the physical heart and to mend it when arteries collapse or get filled with plaque or some such thing and the blood is flow is restricted and, and man breaks down, his heart breaks down and it's taken doctors and researchers and surgeons a long time but they have arrived at a place where now it's become 
rather routine for them to do what they do. But I can tell you that long before man ever delved into the mysteries of the body that God created, that God Almighty dealt with your heart of hearts. He dealt with your spiritual heart. He deals with mankind after that which can get full of the wrong thing and can get clogged up and can get broken and not work correctly and find itself not operating in a manner that is going to keep you healthy and going to please Him who is the Almighty God. But He knows how to perform the heart surgery. He knows how to open your heart to attend unto the Word of God, to give strict attention, to take heed to the Word of the Lord. And when you come and you give heed and you repent, and you get baptized in Jesus' name and you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, then you can stand up with that number of them that were in that upper room, that Peter standing up with the eleven, lifting up his voice. You can be numbered with that number. You can be standing with the apostles and the apostles' doctrine. You can continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine because once your heart gets fixed, then it gets fixed. It gets locked in. It gets secured on him. He puts you in the palm of his hand. You're not here to be here a day and leave a week later. You're not here to be here for a few years and leave. You're here to get your heart fixed on him. And not only that, but that you would declare most assuredly those things that are certain and most surely believed among us. You declare, you get your heart fixed. You're not wavering. You're not like a reed shaking in the wind. You stand with Peter. You stand with Jesus Christ. You stand with his church and men and women down through the ages. You stand with those that have stood since Jesus Christ gave birth to his church in Acts chapter 2. You have a common faith and a common salvation. You stand with them. They've come through many, many, many things, this church, and that people that make it up, that make up the body of Christ, the body of believers. You have a, a long and great heritage beautiful history, even if historians were too prejudiced to write about it. Jesus Christ gave birth to a church, and nobody has ever stopped that church, and no spirit will ever stop that church. He set the church. He put the chief cornerstone in the church, even when they tried to reject it out of hand. When he told them, you go ahead and destroy this temple, but in three days, I'll raise it up. And their carnal minds could only think carnal thoughts. But he spake of the temple of his body, and he said, I'm giving this as a living sacrifice, and I'll go three days to the heart of the earth and preach to the spirits that are in prison. I'm glad he can preach to spirits that are in prison. He can reach you when the enemy's got a chokehold on you, when the enemy's leading you in the wrong direction and you have no control, I tell you, my God can fix your broken heart and he can lock it in so that it's fixed and that you trusted him from that day forward, from that experience forward. Our God is in the soul-saving business. Our God is 
can fix your heart so it will not waver. So it won't be one way on Monday and another way on Tuesday. But that your heart will be fixed, unwavering. It will be properly anchored and secured. It will be locked in. And not only will you be fixed, but it will your fixed heart will begin to declare. It will not be able, as Jeremiah said, to hold it in because it becomes like a fire shut up in your bones. Because there is a continual heaviness, burden for people that are lost. Doesn't matter what color they are. Doesn't matter what shade of skin they are. It doesn't matter whether they're rich or poor. It does not matter whether they're Jewish or Gentile. It does not matter what country or island they came from. Makes no difference to God and His church. The church has been sent forth with a commandment to do the thing that God wants done in the earth. He wants us to be His voice. He wants to thunder through His church to a lost and dying world, to your city, to your neighbor, to people everywhere and tell them the truth of the scriptures you want to declare that you're numbered with that group that were in the upper room you want to stand with those apostles and the apostles doctrine even though you live this many millennium and centuries down the road, yet we walk in the same steps of faith. We continue on by the grace of God with the same message, the same doctrine, the apostles' doctrine. They got it from him, and they took it, and they begin to fill their city with that doctrine. They went everywhere. Sometimes Paul acted like, I've been here too long. I've told the people in this area, time for me to move on with my particular calling as an apostle and go to another area and reach out to other people. We've got to get where Christ has not been named. That means in your day, in your hour, in your time, in your local vicinity. It means that we've got to reach people that don't know and believe the truth yet. We've got to bring it to them because they don't have Christ's name. It's not been named to them properly. And in truth, it needs to be declared that you are not ashamed. You're going to tell them they need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You're going to tell them they need to receive the Holy Ghost. You're going to tell them what the Scriptures declare through you you're going to do that you're not going to shrink from that you're not going to back up you're not going to let down you're not going to become a, some kind of chicken Gideon God showed him we send those people home those people can't continue on with us to the battle because they're fearful and unbelieving and afraid the writer said, you get your heart fixed and you start declaring. He said, you're not afraid of what people are saying around you. You're not afraid of what the criticisms are 
and the people that try to intimidate you and to be so condescending, looking down their nose at you, much like Goliath did to David, and said, what am I, a dog? They send a boy out here? Well, the boy had a man like God, didn't he? He had a giant like God, didn't he? He had a God of all gods with him, and he said, I'm coming to you in the name of my God, and I'm going to take you down. We're going to tear your house down. We're going to cut off sin by the grace of God and we're going to bring victory. God is interested in bringing victory. That great victory, isn't that what the apostle said in Romans chapter 7 when he's talked about the things that I, I would do? He said, I, I find that evil is present with me and I don't do them. And he talked about the contradiction that he found himself in. This body of death you know, but he said, I, I thank the Spirit through the manifestation and the of the of the Lord Jesus Christ that's given us the victory. Oh, the victory he brings when he fixes your heart. And that definition encompasses not just mending your broken heart, but it's also securing it, locking it in, making it firm that you are standing on the rock of ages. You have been led in your overwhelmed state. You have been led to the rock that is higher than you. And who is a rock like our God? And his name is Jesus Christ. And you believe like the apostles believe. Most surely and certainly you believe in one God and only one God and that he manifested himself the same one God as Father in creation and the Son in, the, in redemption and the Holy Ghost in in the church and the believer's heart. You believe in that one God. You don't believe in any other type, example, or, or definition. You believe in the Bible teaching of the here that there is one God. He's your one Lord. He's your one Savior. He's your one King. He is your one I am that I am. He is your one Almighty, your everlasting Father, your Prince of Peace. He is the one true God in his name above every name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And your fixed heart declares that. There were things that were taught and are taught by the church, the body of Christ, the body of believers. That's one body. There's no difference made between Jew and Gentile. There's no difference to be made between somebody that lives on the North American continent and somebody that lives on an island down somewhere. There's no difference to be made between the seven continents. You get baptized in Jesus' name. You receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You are passed from death to life. You are placed in the one body to serve the one God, and you've got the same one spirit. You have the gift of eternal life, and you declare that. There's no difference between us. God made no difference. David didn't shrink from the battle. He ran to it. He hastened to it. He got motivated. He got stirred up about what was in him. And you and I 
He fixed, David fixed himself on God and what God could do. And he went after, and he was given the victory. And so it will be in your life, in this town in which you live, in the place where you reside, and where you go to church and you live for God. You're going to have your victory if you'll get fixed and you'll declare. If you will not be ashamed of the gospel, that is the power of the Spirit unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Hear me tonight when I tell you that you want to be fixed and you want to declare. The, the Apostle Paul was inspired later and you're standing with him and he declared later about a certain subject that had to do with men and women with authority and with your nature. A man being a man, a woman being a woman and the distinction between them and what their outward as well as inward appearance should be and he said if anybody isn't going along with that he said let them know we have no such custom this is how we do it we're declaring it to you we're solid on this we're fixed we're immovable we're not backing up and we're not letting down our heart is fixed and we declare we stand with Peter James and John and Mary the mother of the flesh and the other devout women and a multitude that nobody man will be able to number from then until the first resurrection and will be around that throne at one throne at the one God sits on and we'll praise him the one God and we'll worship him the one God and we'll be as now then called by his name and his name is Jesus Christ that's his name above everything you can ask me about all the titles you want. Just remember, he owns all the titles. He wears all the hats. He wears all the crowns. He is the one true almighty God. And he was kind enough and merciful enough to give his name above every name. Sent a special messenger and said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Isn't it wonderful to be saved from your sins? from the very thing that's breaking your heart into millions of pieces until you are overwhelmed and don't know which way to go and have no purpose or direction. Let me tell you how great it is when it fix your heart and then when it fixes it and it locks it right in there and says you keep your eyes on me, you keep your attention on me, you keep your ears listening to my word, chapter and verse and you don't change from day to day. You're not the stock market going up and down but you're going to have balance. You're going to have stability in your life and you're going to declare my word to a lost and a dying people. You're going to do it with discretion. We're not out there trying to destroy anybody. We're not out there knocking on doors and teaching Bible studies and having service and prayer and praying for the sick and for the lost and doing it in a, in a manner that shows poor judgment. We're not, we're not out there trying to make people feel bad, you know? Some people just feel bad because they trust in the flesh. 
They trust in the law of the flesh. But you trust in God who is a spirit. And hence the law of the spirit is what rules in your heart. Your heart that's been fixed by the almighty God. And you declare to everybody what they need to hear. We do it in wisdom. We do it with love because we love our neighbor. And the Bible said that's the kind of love that would do no ill. But we operate in a charitable manner. We bring the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And if you love people, then you will tell them the truth. You will stand with Peter and James and John and the other apostles, even those as Paul that were born out of due season, others that were mentioned later on. You will stand with men and women, boys and girls, who love not their lives unto the death. And there will be some of those there are some people that would like to, to let down and just tell you, don't worry about it, relax and kick back. So old, take thine ease. He's going to come back. You don't have nothing to worry about. You're going out of here before anything's going to happen. And you know what? That's nothing but a trick of the enemy to get you to relax and be at ease in Zion and to let down. I tell you, you want to prepare to meet God. You want to prepare yourself each and every service, each and every prayer. You want to tell yourself, I'm lifting my heart with my hands to him, and I will praise him. I will wake up. I will not fall asleep and sleep the sleep of death. I will not back up. Men and women gave themselves to this. Century after century, year after year, men and women bled and died for this truth. You and I must, in our time of prosperity and the kind of respect we are afforded throughout the land, we must not become weak. We must stand strong. We must love him. We must appreciate him. We must be thankful for all that he's done. We must be fixed and declared. I'm declaring, I'm making a declaration. I want my neighbor to know. I want my children to know. I want my grandchildren to know. I want everybody everywhere to know. And I want to hold back the things that are most surely believed among us. I want people to know the certainty of those things. And everybody said amen. You better remember remain standing. You better remember. Well, you're standing, so just remain standing. Thank you. You better remember that the everybody else sat down, bowed down, but the three Hebrew children were standing out. Oh, they were standing out. Man, people were looking over that vast throng and multitude of sea of people. When everybody else was bowing down, and don't you know that's all shadow and type of what's coming upon this world in which we find ourselves living, and every day it gets closer and closer, and they bowed down. They, they absolutely gave it up. They let down, and let me tell you, if you let down, you're going to face a big letdown. You don't want that in your life. You don't want to be disappointed. You don't want to be let down. There's going to be people saying, hey, I'm one of them, I'm one of them, and it's not going to be so. You want to, you want to get your heart fixed, and you want to declare. You want to stand just like those three Hebrew children did. And they said, we're not bound. You come over in the New Testament, and somebody recounted an example that took place, and somebody was saying, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. People get worried. They think they're the only ones. You know, God has people all over the earth. 
He's got people in places you've never heard of. He's got people in big cities, and he's got people in places so remote they live in huts. He has people that have not bowed. Hear me. They have not bowed to the image the scripture said. Why, by whatever name you want to call it, they're not bowing to it. They're not letting down. They're not backing up because their hearts are fixed. And they're declaring. They're making a declaration. He is my God. Amen. And you want to hear him saying, you are my child. Come enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Oh yeah, you want to hear that. You don't want there to be any doubt about it. Yes, we're going to, by the grace of God, we're going to share the gospel with discretion. We're going to use good judgment. We're going to use good sound thinking. But we are not going to back. When Caesar lifts up his voice like Goliath, we are not going to shrink back. We are going to stand by the grace of God. He's able to make us stand. And we're going to declare those things that are most surely, we're not going to be ashamed about those things. We're not going to let their criticisms and trying to make you feel and look silly and stupid. Let me tell you, the ones that aren't having uh, discretion about them are the ones that are not sticking with the book, whoever they may be. You, I had somebody tell Caesar Spell now the other day, said, what's wrong with some people? Don't they read the Bible? And we're looking at somebody that we know absolutely. You may read it, honey, but you ain't believing it. <laughs> you know, we want to declare something to you. How, how believing is your heart? How much will your religion let you believe? How honest will you be about what the Scriptures say when you read it with your own eyes, hear it with your own ears? Fix my heart, Lord. Mend it and lock it in and help me to declare the things that the church has always taught and believed. And let me give it to each generation, Lord. Let me serve my generation by your will. And let me pass the baton on. And let me be sure that they don't drop it. But they, they take it. They don't dilute it. They don't water it down. They don't try to change anything. But they stay with the book. All the book. From Genesis 1 through Revelation 22. All the way. Every chapter. Every verse every line and because your heart is fixed and because you're declaring does not make you dogmatic you know they love to throw terms like that at you they like to say that you're a hard liner well I am firm I am steadfast by the grace of God and if you want to use the word hard line along with that then so be it but I'm not going to be a mush and I'm not going to have no backbone and I'm, by the grace of God, I do not want to disappoint the Almighty God. I don't want to give His enemies occasion to blaspheme His royal and worthy and holy name. By His grace, I want to, as one writer said, lift up your voice like a trumpet. And you go ahead and declare, 
tell people what they need to hear. Look for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Look for the opening. But somewhere along the line, you've got to declare it. You've got to tell them, am I going to dress the fish before I catch it? No. That would be ridiculous. That's not good discretion. That's not operating in the Spirit. That's not the manner of the Spirit that we're born of. We first want to birth the babies and get them into the one body by the one Spirit and the one name. And the rest, if you get the inside clean, then the outside will clean up along with it. You get a good work on the inside, you'll get a good and favorable fruit on the outside. And everybody said amen. And everybody said hallelujah. Let me tell you, we're, gonna, we're fixed, and that means we're not going left, and we're not going right. We're fixed. We're balanced. We're in the middle of the straight and the narrow, and we're heading for the gate that leads to eternal life. And God said, few there be that go in there at, but that's out of each generation. In the final analysis, it will be a number revelation said that no man could number. So there's no pessimism. There's only optimism. And faith, trusting in the Lord. My, my heart is fixed. And I'm declaring those things that are most surely believed among us. Time fails me tonight to go from Romans to Revelation and to talk about many things that are most surely believed among us. But let us leave it where it's at tonight. Just remember, it's in the book. And it's been proven out. It's a tried, tested, and proven path. Don't turn right or left from it. Strive to stay in the middle. And let us teach you balance. And let us all, let us all go in the first resurrection. And everybody said amen. Lift your heart with your hands and ask God to fix it and help you to declare. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Lord, you are holy. God, you are mighty. We look to you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Give God the glory. Let's give him the glory.